Hi, babe. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Jeez. You asked me if Okey I was dokey. ready. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. I thought I could do it quicker than this. Hi, babe. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Uh, doing okay. We're in my place tonight. It's going to yeah. change up the energy. Yeah. What's your What's your take on energy? Do you put any stock in like crystals and like harnessing or like personal energies of people? Yep. You do? Yeah, big time. Big time crystal guy mm. over here. Maybe not crystals, but like personal people energy um i mean sure like vibes like vibe like their vibe yeah i mean if someone is like <sighs> what what do you think it is when you're like you're in a public place and then you just look over and there's someone staring at you and you just like felt that is that like a survival instinct maybe it's probably just coincidence. You, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? You've For sure, that, absolutely. Like, you just have a feeling, and then you look over, and yeah, sure someone's enough, staring at you. There's yeah. that person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a feeling. But yeah, I mean, for sure, there are people who are like, you know, in a bad mood or whatever. It kills kills the vibe. Kills the vibe. Um, that's not what I wanted to talk but about. But I don't. You know what? I don't think I believe in that in the sense of like the cooler, you know, there like someone some who's just with... naturally a vibe killer. Right. I think people just get in their moods and sometimes and that mood for sure can be infectious or good or bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to make an analogy that will not work. So I'm trying to find another way to, to, to say it. No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say it at all. Okie dokie. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so anything you want to start with? I have a main topic subject, but. Hold up. Um, I did have something. A little different. Something that we. I don't think maybe have ever purposefully talked about. So you let me know if you don't want to talk about this. Wow. Where are we, five years in? And I'll edit it out. Getting a new topic? Okay. But I thought... Kinks? Personal kinks? Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to something, and maybe they were talking about this, but I was listening to something that made me think of this. But I thought maybe... But he's gay. Hamburger. I thought maybe we should do like a um, mental health check-in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some sort of regular. Oh, a recurring you know? And spot. I was kind of thinking about like after everything you have gone through over the past four, three, four years, years. Do you think... Like, I mean, I, I guess the sort of natural point for everybody could be 2020 because that's when the pandemic started, lockdown, mm -hmm. COVID, something that nobody who's alive today, I think, has ever gone through before. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe some people in the, yeah, nobody really. Um, but after all of that, like, where do you feel like you are mentally? Do you feel like, and maybe just in general, yeah, for 41 years, do you feel like mentally, emotionally, you're in the best, strongest, right, steadiest place in your life? Or do you feel like you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, I mean, if if we take the last three years, I've been through... Right. You've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. On top of COVID. Yeah. So, you know, COVID, divorce, moving. Moving. Which I, I almost would put higher. Than, right. Uh, moving is under, underestimated as a, like, mental toll. Yeah. Moving and, and purchasing a house for the first time in my life when I was not equipped to manage that. Right. And then a health scare issue that Mm -hmm. I've been managing since then and trying to figure out like what my life is like moving into my forties, which seems like it will be much more about, you know, negotiating my decay Mm -hmm. than it is about like realizing a bright future in my forties. It's more right. like, how do I keep my back from blowing out? Right. How do I keep my eye in my head <laughs> from blowing out? Keep- <laughs> yeah, you know, how do I just keep my general well-being? Uh, my Lord wa- have keep- mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> my weight in check. My fillings have been falling out. Really? Like, yeah. Well, one. All right. Still, sure. And that was two years ago. But still, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that when you bit into something? Yeah, I was eating trail mix. Right. Here's the thing. You're going through something, too. People don't tell you as soon as you start trying to be healthier, the things that you need to do all start hurting your body. Right. Like, oh, eat healthier. Okay, like trail mix. Yeah, trail mix is a great snack. Crack. Mm -hmm. Molar, gone, you know. Running. Yeah, right. now my body's falling apart yeah. because of it. Yeah, so I guess my my question was kind of, after all those things, do you feel like you've come out of it mentally stronger? You know, I've been through these things. I know I can get through it. I, I know, you know, I'm up to the challenge, blah, blah. Or do you feel, like, ragged, you know, maybe both? Yeah. Or do you just thin. kind of feel like you know steady as she goes i've just you know not not too much has changed um you know it's it's weird like there it it, number one you you realize there's not one answer to anything pretty much right so if somebody says like how are you doing it's like right now i'm okay you know yeah i don't know what it's gonna be like tonight at 1 a.m when i can't fall asleep right you know but sure so Big picture, though, to answer your question, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. Um, now, on a more nuanced level, there are things I definitely have learned. And you realize, like, when adversity comes, it comes at you in a new, unique, feels like a bespoke way. You know, 
like nobody's COVID hit exactly the same. Right. You can't sit there and say like, here are four steps to deal with your COVID depression. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all so unique to you. And there are so many things that are like, not like that are, they're felt specifically, you know, Mm -hmm. and worked through specifically that again, I I've come to kind of reject a more kind of generalized discussion or understanding of mental health and believe it's much more important to like communicate about it with people. But in terms of like what the response is for me personally, the phrase that kept coming into my head as I was navigating everything was if I know the answer is five, let's say, Mm -hmm. do I need to know what the problem is? Mm-hmm. Like if the answer is five, do I need to know that the problem was two plus three or was it six minus one mm-hmm. or whatever? It's like, in the end, I know the answer is five. Yeah. Like, so you just take the answer and move forward and you move forward yeah. and you're like, I got to go to work. Right. I have to raise my child. Mm-hmm. Like I have to cook tomorrow. I have to get my eyeball back in my head. <laughs> right. And so you just keep moving forward with that. Now I also found that like stress is a silent weight for sure it's something that you don't even i think necessarily need to feel that you can tell yourself you're okay you're supported you're fine embrace the future tell yourself all the things you need to tell yourself Mm -hmm. internally chemically the stress compound or whatever it's making your body chemistry do it's still doing it so even though mentally you're telling yourself like, Hey, I'm, I don't feel too stressed. I'm doing this. Like my, uh, my awareness is up. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm meditating or whatever. Does not matter if you're, I think stress is going to hit you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I found like on a chemical level where I truly felt like, no, I'm, I'm processing things. Okay. But then my eyeball blew out of my head. And I was like, right. I think that was purely stress. <laughs> yeah, so sure. So day to day, hey, how are you doing? I, I'm fine. Well, also, I'm not fine because I was also buying a house. But right. it's like, again, with yeah. that, my thing with the house was anytime they said, Keith, we need X, mm-hmm. I'd give them that. Boom, here you go. Same day. Keith, we need a bank statement. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Keith, we need a, a... And still with all of that, it, it, it fell apart multiple times. And I... Yeah. Pull it back together. And I'm just doing what I need to do. And then it keeps falling apart. And then I just do what I need to do to put it back together. And then it falls apart. And then I do what I need to do. So I end up getting the house. But it was the most agonizing, (laughs) torturous experience ever. And it was me saying, like, I know the answer is going to be. You tell me what the answer is. Keith, the answer needs to be four. Done. Then then, then here it is. I'm I'm making it work. So, yeah, all of that to say... That I don't think that I've been okay, mm-hmm. but I've been okay through it all. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. In my approach, I've been great. Yeah. And my mindset has been, well, the, the, the issue like with stress is I keep telling myself like, I need to tell myself all of this stuff and then wait for my body to catch up to it. Because mm-hmm. I could be wrong. There could be some huge 
tumorous growth inside my body that I'm going to find out soon mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that's why. That's why all your physical problems, you know, you've been experiencing. But I more, I, I more so think it's just been stress. Just mm-hmm. like prolonged stress has just caused my body to break down in certain ways. So I'm trying to give myself like the space to like work out, eat well, treat my body well mm-hmm. with the idea that my body will like catch up to me. And I feel like it's just started to do that. Like my sleep has been bad mm-hmm. for a while, but I don't know. I think I've been okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum where I, my fear is I'm the guy where everything goes right and he's just still not happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? My, and my whole, my entire life, my whole deal has been, why don't you seem happy? Even with when like we get the house, right? That it's everything we want in the house. And it's like, well, you don't seem very happy about it. It's like, I mean, I am, yeah, but I don't show it. But then I start to think, well, am I? Like, and depression has been a big thing for me, and medication for that depression has been a big thing. And, you know, the whole thing about depression medication is that it just kind of levels you out, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know how much of it is that and how much of it is just, like, I'm an emotionless freak of nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've definitely lately, especially I think one of the things that led me to writing this down too is like, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of sort of landmark or a few landmark moments in the past couple months that I've guess I've kind of just cruised through. And so I'm considering like maybe I need to go to my, I guess, primary care doctor and be like, what can we do in terms of medication? Can we change something up? Blah, blah, blah. Or maybe I need to go see somebody else about that. How much of it is that? How much of it is just, yeah, you're just, uh, you're just stoic, right? Right. Um, yeah, like, like what a hundred years ago would people pass off as? stoicism right whereas now we'd be like no that needs to be treatable (laughs) depression yeah but yeah depression i'm definitely in in the in the i'm well aware that i'm in the category of like no one wants to hear this guy complain about anything because even covid was good for me you know like yeah my job went completely remote julia's job went completely remote she got a big promotion we never once had to worry about what's going to happen with our jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like by all measures, Health I should be on cloud nine, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not sad in any sort of way. Yeah. I'm just like feel even when I shouldn't feel, I feel like I should be should more excited. Some pikes, yeah. Some spikes, some peaks. Yeah. Valleys. Yeah. The, the, <clears throat> if, if I can do real talk, your you, came up a lot well okay so everybody's inner circle is 
a few people. Mm-hmm. You know, you've known for a long time and you 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 trust. So you being in my inner circle, of course, when I go through stuff, I'd be like, oh yeah, well, Justin, I can talk to him about it or mm-hmm. whatever. But you came up in my mind a lot more because I think that growing up, I definitely, I think I grew up aware of my inclination to be more emotional and I worked hard to reject that. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember having the conscious thought when I was 12 and found out that I was adopted. I, for real, remember sitting with the information being like, I'm at a crossroads here. Mm-hmm. I can now walk down the path of I'm adopted. They didn't want me. Right. And I can go to school tomorrow and be that kid. Wallow hey, hey everyone. It. Yeah. Guess guess who's adopted? Guess who <laughs> guess whose parents didn't want them? Right. This this kid right, right here. Or I could be like, what does this fundamentally change or mean to me? Yeah. Nothing, nothing that I can change in that moment. It's interesting, mm-hmm. but I didn't know my biological parents and I have these parents. So, okay. Right. You, you can, you can't miss what you never had type of deal. And I remember wrestling for like a bit cause I was like, well, I could kind of be that, get the attention. Right. You can milk it. And ultimately I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, I can't. Yeah. So like, I didn't. I didn't really make a big deal. I I I never became that kid who's like, I'm adopted. Like, right. it, 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 I just internalized it very quickly. Moved and moved on. Mm-hmm. And then with you, then I I meet you kind of later in life. You know, college, and moving forward, you I think have always been there whenever I, I've needed you, but I also know like Justin isn't, he, 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 it's, it's both how would you approach the problem? And then mm-hmm. also what advice would you give me when, you know, as I'm going through it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, Justin would be like, okay, if you need this thing done, then why, why haven't you done it? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> And and how like that's that was like a big encouragement to me uh-huh. to 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 be like I have people in my inner circle who are not going to encourage my emotional like wallowing mm-hmm. and maybe even if I want I want that a little bit or feel like I could use it a little bit. They won't give it to you. They don't know. How, they, they, they are not. Equipped. I don't know how to. Yeah. yeah. And like, but, but how that, that really was the thing that made me kind of crystallize that approach that got me through the last, you know, three years. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, the answer, you know, the answer. Right. As much as you can sit here and for anything that I've experienced that is uniquely important and meaningful in a discussion with you or with other people in my inner circle who I think are in a, in a, in a positive way, diametrically opposite of me in certain areas. Mm -hmm. It was a real like clarifying moment of, yeah, like that's crazy. What you experienced, but what else do you want 
with it. <laughs> right. Sure. Wow. That's a bad story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so what, what are you going to do tomorrow? You know? Yeah. And so it was, it was just that kind of like a worker day approach to like, in the end, the answer is I want to be around mm-hmm. or the answer is I need to communicate. Mm-hmm. So I will like, that's it. You know? Yeah. And I don't, I can sit here and be like, well, uh, do who or how best to communicate? No, I just need to this at this point, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think that goes both ways, both in like <coughs> just deal with it, but also for like, sometimes I, it's like, Hey, I kind of need, need a little distraction tonight. Like, mm-hmm. can you come over? Or can I come over? Or can I, and just vocalizing that. I think that's been the biggest the biggest thing is just understanding what do you what do I need, and then not not asking too many questions about why. Mm-hmm. Just being like, yeah, like yeah. you need to get over this, so you will, or you need a little help, so get it. Right. But but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's like I definitely recognize that in myself. I think that's a lot harder to live with. If you would talk to Julie about it, right. and I'm fully aware of that. Um, also, though, my something else I realized is my tendency going back to the. I think this was very evident during college, but, and this is something that Julia has kind of forced me to. Uh, kind of, I'm kind of forced to be better than I would be naturally, but my inclination is to just isolate myself. I don't know why, but like in my darkest times and my lowest of lows, I my, if I were left to my own devices, I would be on an island somewhere where mm-hmm. literally nobody could talk to me. And I don't know why that is. I was thinking about that the other day too. Well, um, a, a, another real talk moment. I feel like I haven't been a good friend it took me a long time to realize because my approach was always x knows that you're there Mm -hmm. so don't push it right you know but then i think with you that there will be that thing where maybe maybe it's good to push a little bit Sure. And not just like, well, oh, he'll come yeah, to me. Because right. it's like, no, you'll isolate, you'll go no, to I your will island. Not, I won't go to anybody. <laughs> and, and I'll be on my other island, like with a table setting set out, yeah. ready for like, well, he's going to stop by. <laughs> so, uh, soon he will stop by. And, right. and I will be ready, but I don't want to force no. him. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, Justin, Justin will stay on that island. Yeah. He won't oh, come to at, your dinner. For sure. Yeah. You I, need to you need to not only maybe invite him, but be like, hey, I'm swinging by your I'm picking you up. Right. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go. Like me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's something I was thinking about too. But okay, good talk. I just wanted to check in. Yeah, and, and I like it. I mean, I think I think that again, like I said, there's no one answer. Um right. and you know, it's it's something that I have been thinking a lot about. Um, because again, I think I was talking to Indy about this the other day, but like people, I think, again, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Like I could be ignorant as dirt about Mm -hmm. all of this and I might be, but I'm like therapy. I think sometimes people 
use the term as like a like a spell <laughs> like mm-hmm. like or or that's the diagnosis and the treatment all in one in one word right therapy <laughs> yeah. What are you experiencing? Therapy. Mm-hmm. What's the answer? What you're experiencing? Therapy. And and I, I I believe like therapy is work. To make therapy work, you have to work. Right. Like you don't get to go into therapy and be like, here's here's all the things that I have been thinking and feeling validate me. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like. I'm going into therapy to work on myself. Mm-hmm. Here are the things that I don't, I'm not sure about. Here are the things that I'm like scared about and not like the dark, but like, am I like, even what you said, like, am I emotionally regulated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pro- yeah. Appropriately. Or like for me, am I asking the right questions or am I making too many assumptions on the answer? Like, yeah, the answer is you need to be there and, in these different ways, but are you doing it in a way that's actually helpful? Are you, I've thought like, am I just headed straight into a cliff? Mm-hmm. Like right. I'm going, yeah, Keith is going, but where is he going? <laughs> and even I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I'm yeah. going. So, you know, I was like, yeah, people want to have these like prescriptive ideas, but like it's a, it's a, an ongoing process and you can't have an easy answer of like, you know, these discussions would be helpful whether or not I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I still feel like me talking to you would be as vital as if I was in therapy. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people treat it as like, I'm in therapy, so mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a there's like a application aspect of it that gets overlooked or maybe not talked about as much yeah application and a process of it right yeah okie dokie okie dokie (laughs) time to change subjects let's go wake up the answer is move on bye bye the question is who cares (laughs) From um, a whore. So my my uh, very important topic is live service games. Right, games as live service games as a service. Yeah. So what is your history? Yeah, like what is your? Well, I guess like what is your understanding of that term? Why are you bringing it up? So I'm bringing it up because I'm playing through Diablo Four. I'm also right. bringing it up because that is the new model moving forward. For sure. Games are either solo experience this, mm-hmm. but if you're pretty much under AAA, and any AAA game is kind of like, how do we make this a cash cow? Right. You know? And one of the easiest ways to do it is by making a game that's evolving. Mm-hmm where you can get people in, suck them in and keep them there in this game for perpetuity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, early on, I don't know, is that World of Warcraft? Was would that be considered? I don't think so necessarily because I think one of the core tenets of a live service game is a season pass. Okay. 
you have to have something that is quarterly, bi-monthly, whatever it is, a season basically, where you can say, all right, now here's the season pass you take you pay ten bucks for and you progress through it. Whereas I think World of Warcraft, at least when it started, was just it was just like a monthly thing. It was just the game um, and expansions and you paid a monthly fee to play it online. Mm -hmm. But there was never sort of like a season where it's like, okay, now earn these rewards and get to level 100. All right, the season resets. Now earn these, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I played World of Warcraft Mm -hmm. as a kid, but I remember on all these games, I've always been a tourist. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think about like civilization hooked mm-hmm. me. I remember being at school, dreaming up different paths down that technology line. Mm-hmm. But as deep as I dreamed, it wasn't half as in depth as the people who like love that game. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, like I could be like, I love civilization. It's like, Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well, what what's the percentage you know differential? Right. There are people between, who pick it apart, yeah. And I never, I just don't have the brain for that, right? You know? Sure. So what? Then flash forward, you and and maybe you know the history of live service games better than I do, but my brain goes to Destiny. Yeah, what? Destiny is kind of the f- maybe not the first, but like the first sort of premiere or like flagship live service dominated right that now everybody is kind of basing their live service and and maybe live service were the first technical live service games maybe fighting games Um, they they would have like skins and seasons and yeah maybe i'm not as familiar see i'm not i'm not either but but i feel like even if that's true like that's that was always niche mm-hmm. like but destiny broke out mm-hmm. so you got into destiny yeah we've talked about it on this podcast mm-hmm. i never got into destiny i loved hearing you talk about it but i loved imagining it i think more than i could picture myself playing it also i was very poor and i don't think i could afford it. <laughs> right. I didn't have the it wasn't like free to play or anything right like so destiny 2 comes along uh-huh and then you got me into it. Right. So we played for a while. I mean, I think I experienced, would you say I experienced, uh, if you take the window that you, me, and Chris played? Yeah, I don't think you played a raid, did you? I think we did one and we didn't finish maybe, it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of foggy for me too because i don't think destiny started as a live service i'm trying to remember because it the original destiny came out was kind of a flop and then the raid released and that kind of piqued everyone's interest but it wasn't like uh but yeah there were still elements of like during that time of like keep playing we're making these changes maybe the live service thing started as a like we're kind of constantly watching the sandbox of the game and tweaking it and it's kind of morphed into this you buy a thing every two or three months progress on it blah blah blah. but yeah destiny 
has definitely turned into that. I think you probably got the majority of the experience. I mean, the Destiny 2 experience for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think if I had come into Destiny 2 not having played Destiny 1 that I would have stuck with it for as long as I did. Um, just because it was very different. And a lot of what I was holding on to was that first year or so of playing Destiny. Well, it sounded exciting from an early perspective. It sounded like something new. And it sounded like the the, the focused nature of the game made it that much more exciting. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you have these like big seasons that they show trailers for. And it's like, that can only disappoint. Mm -hmm. You know, something on that scale, like I remember you telling me a story of like playing the game and all of a sudden, like whether it was a moon or just something appeared mm -hmm. and everybody's like, what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. and it was just like now in the sky, it's just mm -hmm. there and you're playing the game and it's just not explained. And you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I know that's going to mean something eventually or whatever right and it's like that excitement of like building it out whereas it yeah now it's like the witch king is back oh yeah. now the moon has exploded and it's like yeah i don't really care mm -hmm. but i care about like a new experience that feels again kind of unique mm -hmm. and niche yeah yeah i mean I mean, skill up still seems to like Destiny. So those, well, a lot of people, still yeah, like it's still going along. I think for me, the the live service thing kind of really took a turn with the show. Yeah, and it's this the same thing that wore me out with the show is what wore me out with Destiny. Is it gets to a point where it's like you have to, you feel like you have to play every single day. To stay relevant. And then that turns into playing like one or two hours a day just to complete this thing and blah, blah, blah. And it's changing so often and you're losing stuff if you take a day off that you just... I mean, my personality at least is like it, it became exhausting. Yeah. Now, here's here's my the real meat of what I wanted to dig into. Okay. I feel like, and maybe this is a bad perception mm -hmm. i feel like with live service games especially it develops a meta where with other games like zelda you can look at the different equipments and armor sets mm -hmm. and all that and you can tweak it to an extent mm -hmm. based on the universe of the game the, the contained universe of the game right with live service because the universe is open it's always changing and evolving. Right. All those armor sets, all those new introductions are changing and developing a meta that you are forced to be aware of. Yes. So the game becomes not necessarily about the game. It becomes about stats. It becomes about powers, yeah. combinations, stats, how to maximize those. Mm -hmm. so that what you're doing in the game is as maximized as possible. Right. Well, I think that's always been an element of RPG games. Stats was always an element of Destiny. Stats is always an element of C of uh, Call of Duty multiplayer because, yes, pe there's a meta. These are the guns that are going to be 
uh, best to use, blah, blah, blah. I think what the nefarious side of it, and Destiny did this, Destiny did this, Call of Duty did this with um, Season 2, maybe it was. But what happens is, right, with, with each season, they'll release, like, here's the patch notes. Here's the weapons we're tweaking because we thought they were too strong in Season 1. So now you have to learn the new meta. You have to figure out the new stats, blah, blah, blah. And then what they do is they introduce a weapon or a power or something in the season pass. You know, this new season is free. It's free to play. But then they introduce a new weapon or power in the season pass that is overtuned and too strong and guess what the people who get it are the people who bought the season pass right the people the idiots who are playing for free now just get killed by this overtuned power or this only overtuned weapon the entire time um so that is like seems to be the kind of like go to and then it's just like oh we over and then you know next season comes along that thing gets nerfed, nerfed and they introduce something else yeah that's way overpowered but but also the the economy of the game gets so specific. Well, yes, it, that's that's what I'm saying. You have to it, it gets to a point where you feel like you, you have to be following the subreddit. You have to be playing every single day just to pick up on these things, or else. And I don't know how much of it is how much of that is just like the just being aware of it. You know right. what I mean? Is it actually ruining? If you had no idea any of it was going on, would it change how you experience the game, or is it just that you're aware of it? You know what I mean? It ruins. That's it my for question. Me. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so here I am. I pick up Diablo four. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you got me into Diablo three. Mm -hmm. Diablo three, just like anything. There are a few things in our history together where you've got me into something as soon as I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> you immediately played Diablo uh -huh. 4, and that was one of them. Sure. But I remember playing through Diablo 3 largely on my own and, and like being like, oh, this, is, this is great, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and so Diablo 4 comes along. I'm, like, on the fence, but I'm, like, Indy's playing through Tears of the Kingdom. And right. We have two Switches, but only one. I'm only buying that game once. And so... Right, we just got Sophia a second Switch, and the, and my, and the entire time I'm focusing on, oh, you can... You can uh, you can transfer the profile and the saves and all that, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, sure enough, as soon as she turns on and powers off, you don't have the rights to play this game. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, of yep. course. So, yeah, yep. we've had to re... They started playing um, Stardew Valley. <coughs> so we bought that again, which is only 15 bucks, so not right, a big deal. Right, but, yeah, I'm not looking forward to having to rebuy a bunch of stuff. Exactly, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not paying full price. for. So while he would play, I would be kind of stuck running Inscription, mm -hmm. which, you know, still still going. You, you also, you haven't played Loop Hero yet, right? No, not yet. I need you to get on that. Mm -hmm. But um, so I pick up Diablo 4, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with my character gonna figure this out there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a tree decisions to make mm -hmm. and i make some decisions and i think i i'm like oh i'm getting it I'm right out. <laughs> i get to the first like mini boss and i can realize i am not prepared for this yeah like at all <laughs> i'm i'm clearly not thinking through this game correctly yeah and like i paid attention to the tutorial and everything right so i go back respect my character make some decisions i think i i know what i'm doing and it works i beat the first boss i'm like i'm on my way and mm -hmm. i'm like oh this is great 
I get to an area, no boss in sight, and I can't, I, I can't even get through the enemies. Enemies, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I've got to. <laughs> I've done something else out. wrong now. <laughs> so I pull up a video. Uh-huh. Hey, here's you're playing a barbarian. Here's a barbarian build. Right. And watch this video, and the guy basically is like, so here's what you do from level zero to fifty. And after that, you can do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, I guess that's what I'm doing then, you know? Right. And so, like, I don't have the knowledge to combat his approach. Mm-hmm. But his approach is dictating the game that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So, like, is that the way the game is designed to be played? Like, there is, I stand by the fact Diablo is not challenging in terms of, like, tech trees and stuff. Right. Like, I've seen challenging tech trees. I understand that Diablo is like very user friendly, mm-hmm. but even with its user friendly nature, it is impossible. I stand by it's impossible <laughs> for anybody to start from literally zero and get up to speed. Right. Just playing Diablo four yeah. on their own. Right. The guys who are making those videos are the guys who have been playing from Diablo one who have like played Nothing but Diablo since Diablo one right. came out, or or they they think about it on the meta. Mm-hmm. They they play games like that, and the meta makes sense. And they're like, I want to min max this. Mm-hmm. This is exciting for me to to figure it out. I look at Diablo and I'm like, that's eh, a fun way to spend a few hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I approach it. And I feel like the game is max. Now I'm still having fun playing this other person's build, mm-hmm. but is this other person's build? And I am not thinking through the the aspects of my character that I'm not building up. Right. I it, have no idea what a double-handed weapon feels like to use. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is my this is what I'm playing. Yeah. I think the other thing too that gets lost when you do that, at least what happens for me, is that you then become sort of unable to make any decisions for yourself in the game. Where it's like, I've been following this build. Now I've got another thing to upgrade or change or whatever. And instead of just being like, yeah, I'll just pick this. I'll be like, well, what does this guy tell me to pick now? You know what I mean? What, what was funny is on my build when I was doing it myself and got through the boss and was feeling really good about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get these skill points. And I'm like looking at this tree. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just pour it back into my basic skill because you can upgrade that five times. So I'll just yeah. do that. When I broke down, watched the video, the guy's like, so basic skills, you want one point in those, no more. They're useless after that. And I'm like, that's where I poured all my stuff, you know? And so it's like, how would I, I would only know that that was the wrong, like, I can't imagine the universe where I refused or did not have access to these YouTube videos. Yeah. I am on, I am in for a year long, right? like, learning process of like, oh, base we would have to do this podcast all of all about what i'm learning mm-hmm. in diablo 4 and we could fill up a year's worth of like justin i just realized you don't put everything in your basic skills <laughs> you, you need to actually pour it into this other stuff and actually your your movement speed is super important so it looks like a small thing no you gotta dump skill into that yeah. so you know and i can see that being like a way to experience the game but that would literally be years 
Right. I don't, I don't have that. So I watch sure. this YouTube video. So is that how it's designed? Am I playing the game? I know there's no right way, but am I playing that game the way that it's designed to be played? Where they know and expect people to look to be, stuff up, to look stuff up, to share videos, to share strats, and or am I depriving myself? Am I like, is there a sacrifice there? Either I or the develop developers or the players are not considering by making it so readily like available mm-hmm. to build and play through this game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess there's like the developers have to walk a line of like they know that that stuff is going to exist. So they have to take that into account. But at the same time, obviously you don't want people to have to watch YouTube videos or follow a, follow a subreddit in order to play your game. That was a big thing in Destiny too. Well, I was going to ask you, did you, you watched Destiny videos, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you don't want the game to be so mindless that you can just dump all your skill points into basic skills and be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which you cannot. Right. Word, word of warning. There needs to Don't be some that. sort of, yeah, curve there. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can, I, can I say really quick? I don't know if you're, Di- could you play Diablo 3? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but I looked at my character. I said, oh, they have access to a lot of weapons. Uh-huh. I want to use them all. Sure. I did not think about, no, you pick a weapon and you build on that being your primary weapon. So my, I and went, you never switch. Okay. I went through the whole first part of the game. Right. Being someone who's like, oh yeah, you want to know what my primary weapon is? All four of these. Right. And then all four of them were like so under level <laughs> that when I hit those enemies, I was like, yeah, they, my knives, my, yeah. my big bludgeoning mace, none of this is doing anything. It's like, yeah, that's, you can't play the game as like a, a, a master of multiple right. trades. You need to like, no, you are this type of barbar. I didn't realize that. You have to min-max, basically. Yeah, it forces you. And I get it. Like, mm-hmm. that's a fun way to fun way to play. And there's so much more. Like, I you, you're meant to play through on multiple characters. Mm-hmm. I could do Barbarian again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't have to pick a different type. I could be like, there's, uh, there's four ways for me to play this character. Mm-hmm. So I get that. And they obviously leaned into it because... The tutorials are not like in depth. Yeah. So part of it is like I think that they knew, which is what you'd have to do, or else it's like one of those games that just has twenty hours of tutorials and you're like Right. Yeah. When does the game start? They kind of knew and they're like, Yeah, watch a YouTube video. We'll give you two sentences on like an aspect makes it makes things stronger. Yeah. It's like no, an aspect. There's a 50 minute video on what aspects are. Right. Well, Diablo 2 is supposed to, like, the game isn't supposed to really start until you beat it, right? Because the end game is then what everyone is sort of gearing up for and running through all this stuff. I don't, I remember playing Diablo 3. I remember playing a lot of Diablo 3. Playing Diablo 3, listening to the champs just totally kind of mindless. But I also don't remember the only system I remember of Diablo three is I got a new something. 
does it make my numbers green? <laughs> nope. Okay, I'm not using it then. And if yeah. it turned a number green, then I used it. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the only system I followed in the game. Right. Um, and I think I got to some end game stuff. I can't really remember. I can't remember how uh, far into the game I got. But I played it for a fair amount. Yeah. But it was Until never. Playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're it was never like a thoughtful ex- experience for me. It was never like a. I'm building a character. I want him to be able to do this specifically and blah, blah, blah. Apparently, Diablo 3 is the worst one, too. Is it? Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Well, that's why I said. Now I'm like, and people are like, now we all know Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> so many issues, and it was, so, yeah. it was goofy, and the progression wasn't uh, in-depth and all that. Yeah. Um, but I'm playing through Diablo 4. I'm in the end game now, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But in in again, whether or not it's how it's the best way for me to play mm-hmm. again, because I think I don't think on the level that you need to to min max this game. Yeah. So yeah, it would be a long learning process, and I don't have that. Yeah. I'm basically trying to fill time to Starfield. So sure. You know, I'm hoping that Diablo Four gives me some, you know fun times and gets me through the summer basically. And yeah. I think, I think it will. Yeah. Starfield comes out in September. <coughs> yeah. I'm sure. I thought, it'll, I thought it was November, but yeah, I think you're right. September. Yeah. I don't know why November. I'm sure it'll last then. till then. Ooh, nice little whistle there. Thanks. I've been playing, you know, I've, I've found, I've, my love of single player, isolated experiences has been reinvigorated loop hero i need to i've 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 run out of things to play so i need to get into loop hero i never finished sifu (coughs) because um we love katamari remake came out which i had no idea was even coming out yeah i saw it was on the store because i was looking for the street fighter demo Oh yeah, and I, I had, didn't play that either. I saw We Love Katamari and I just immediately bought it and downloaded. And I've been playing that nonstop. So it's a ream. It's a new Katamari. No, it's, it's just a remake of the sequel. Yeah, and it's great. It's a lot of fun, and um, and two weeks of that, and I've already gotten Ollie Ollie World Syndrome with Sifu. I pick up the controller and I'm yeah, like, how I did I ever play this game? I don't have any idea what I'm doing. So I yeah. think I might be done with Sifu, even though I did like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely like those skill games I think are are fun, but they're definitely like for a window. Yeah. For, for me. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to embrace when the window closes and I just have to be like... Well, that's that's as far as I can go. I <laughs> yeah. can go there, you know. Yeah. Um. But Okey yeah. Dokey. Okey dokey. Um. I don't have to, but I choose to. <laughs> and God bless the United States. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get old. <coughs> All right, man. Well. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the mental health check-in. That, that was sure. helpful. Um, there, there really was something else I was going to say, and I can't for the life of me 
remember what it is. So okay, anything else? To, anything you've been watching? Uh, watching Black Mirror. Oh right, we watched the first episode. What'd you think of Joan is awful? You know, Black Mirror. I think probably I haven't rewatched any of the old episodes. I know the newer ones are not as highly regarded. Bandersnatch was a Black Mirror thing, mm-hmm. right? I liked Bandersnatch. I liked it too. I showed it to Indy. Yeah. And I was like, this is, people kind of shit on this a little bit, but it's. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. Really good for what they had access to and what was done before. Right. With Choose Your Own. I thought I did it in an interesting way. So, yeah. Um, But I feel like Black Mirror might fall into that category of like. Not ground, like submersive, submersive, subversive. subversive at the time. But now that we go back to it, it's like, okay, this is a little, you're, you're hitting the nail a little bit too hard. Right. right? Um, Joan is awful. I thought was fine. I didn't feel any sort of way about it. Mm. Speaking of submersive, did you see that? The, that's what I was going to bring up. Submarine. The submarine. Yeah. That's wild. Well, yeah, and then there people were showing like the videos of like, yeah, we control it by this this Logitech fifteen dollar Logitech controller. <laughs> what like, are you is doing? That, is that hubris or is that just like like what is that? Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, wouldn't you be like, yeah, upgrade to the uh, Pro controller? Like, why would you do right. Logitech yeah. fifteen? Is that just to yeah say it? Because yeah, I'm not getting in that thing with you then. Right. But they're dead. They have to be. I mean, there's no way they're not. And it, yeah. Somebody made the point. They're like, it's the size of a minivan, but they're all hunched over. Like, in a minivan, you can sit up straight. (laughs) This is not the size of a minivan. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the ocean is just something you don't mess with, you know? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, don't, I'm... My terror of the ocean has been reinvigorated. Yeah. Not because of this necessarily, but this didn't help, but but other things too. I feel like that's the type of thing where it's like, if I were ever inside something like that in the middle of the ocean, if the captain is just has a moment where he's like, uh oh, I would just, I'd die instantly. Yeah. Because I'd be so terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, it's, what, ugh. What a way to go. Ugh. Can you imagine like yeah, the moment that you realize something's wrong? Ugh, it's terrible. It's really dark. And on that, what a great place to leave it on. Bye so, bye. Yeah. Oh, 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 let me say really quick. Mm-hmm. Joan is awful. I I'll I'll give it the what I want from, from Black Mirror. Either I want a horror story. Yeah. I know some people are like, I don't go to Black Mirror for I'm like, I go to it for horror. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give me a scary story um a short scary story or give me like a buffoonish like fun i thought this was a little self-congratulatory right like her having diarrhea in the middle of a wedding was right like, yeah that's that's what you write on paper but like you could do better you could do something a little more clever and better sure. yeah. especially the way that they filmed it like you didn't get to see any of the payoff or anything it was right just, a funny thing to imagine than for some Hayek to yell. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, I thought the premise was 
fine. Yeah, it was. It was. Fine. I, I really like the second episode. Okay. I, I I would like your your perspective. We haven't watched it yet. We watched um, a documentary about Aaron Swartz last night. Yeah, I watched one. The Internet's well, own boy. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. that long. T- that that's a few years old. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- I'm actually reading. Oh, I'm reading a bunch. Mm-hmm. Started a whole bunch of new books. I got. Oh, you're just now reading a bunch. I got suckered. <laughs> I got suckered into it. Uh huh. By the Audible sale. By the Audible sale and by recommendations. Okay. Again. I got two books. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, these sound good. Both of them are hidden short story collections, mm. which I was not expecting them to be. Mm-hmm. And one of them is basically a short story collection all about losing a child mm, and Louise. all the different ways you can think and manage around losing <laughs> a child. Which, yeah, I didn't realize that's what it was. Hello, everyone. Hi, and the, babe. And the other one is like, feels a little like Black Mirror-y, mm-hmm. um, where it's called The Overstory and it's about like trees and paralleling like trees with these human stories. And they sometimes overlap with, with trees Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the life of trees kind of represent this kind of history, this kind of overlooked life lived. And um, one of the short stories worked as a Black Mirror episode pretty much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that, I said that to bring it back around. What was I going to say? Uh, the second episode, you haven't watched it. I'm reading the short story Black Mirror. It's gone. I'm talk I'm, to him. I'm too busy looking at my stew. My stew timer is about to ring. Mm. And, uh, I haven't eaten mm-hmm. yet, and it's late. What? So I think I'm just hungry. I'll think about it, and I'll talk about the books more um, next week. Maybe.